Welcome back, guys and ghouls. You're listening to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween, the scariest podcast that's allowed to be available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 31 spine-tingling stories every single day of Halloween. As you know, now is the time to turn off the lights, light a candle, tell your husband or wife to leave the room, because you listen to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween alone. And I don't care what people say, everybody knows that Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween rides you hard and puts you away wet. So start your seance or put a pentagram on the ground because Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween starts right now. Love was patient. Love was kind. Love was what got you out of a bind. Love is in the air, as long as you care, to pay attention to when it's there. Mary Shelley came up with that, and Polly Adore, and Percy Shelley, and Bram Stoker, and Lord Byron all laughed. That was utter shite. They had been trying to write poetry and prose together while they were visiting John Polidori's house at Villa Diotate on Lake Geneva. Percy Shelley, Mary Shelley, Lord Byron, and Bram Stoker were all partying in Lake Geneva having the time of their lives. Because they were all writers, they loved to have a fun back and forth where they would come up with writerly stuff and say poems out loud and read things that they have written and make up stories that they liked right on the spot because they were so creative and so writerly. Well, since I've all got you all here together today, John Palliadori said, I think that we should have us a writing competition, John said. That wasn't out of the ordinary. They always did that. So it didn't make any sense why John would say that. Because this is exactly what they were used to when they came over to his house. But I got a little twist that I think should make it a little more interesting. What month is it? Bram Stoker heard that question and answered it. Why, it's October, Bram said. He was a little tipsy from drinking two beers that he had had in the sun, laying on the shore of Lake Geneva. That's right, it's October 15th, and doesn't that mean something to any of you all? Percy Shelley looked at his wife, Mary. They were a little confused. Lord Byron didn't understand it either. Why, what would be peculiar about anything revolving around the month of October? Lord Byron said. October is, of course, the 10th month of the year. It is in the fall season. It is... I'm at a loss for words. I don't understand what at all is interesting about October, Lord Byron said. He kept talking for some reason, even though he didn't know the answer. It was Mary Shelley who knew what John Palliadori was talking about. Why, it's Halloween season. Is that what you're talking about, John? She said delicately, not wanting to be wrong. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's October. 
Halloween season. How did you two numbskulls not know what I was talking about, Percy and Lord Byron and Bram Stoker? John said, teasing his best friends. Instead of writing the utter shite that we always write, why don't we do something fun to celebrate All Hallows' Eve? All Hallows' Eve, Bram Stoker said. Now that's interesting. I've never written a scary story before. All I write is pure shit about love and butterflies and really, really, really boring stuff, Bram said. Don't forget about me. I write pure shit too, said Percy Shelley. I've never written anything good in my life, and I won't, most likely. Lord Byron also got in the mix with all of their voices, talking. Well, I dare say that I haven't written anything spooky as well, and I don't think that I'll be remembered for anything spooky, if time can be the judge of our merit, Byron said dashingly. Well, I don't mind trying, Mary Shelley said. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool to me. Bram Stoker said. The year was 1816, and they were having the most fun they had ever had, drunk as four skunks in what was going to be considered later uh, in life the year without a summer, where parts of Europe and North America underwent a severe climate abnormality. This was before people realized that climate change was happening. Do you all feel that? Lord Byron said. I just felt a drop of rain. I felt it too, Mary Shelley said. As did I, John Palliadori said. Let's move this inside. I don't want to get rained out. So the five of them, who were, as I said, best friends, moved inside into John Palliadori's beautiful mansion. Just as they all got inside, the rain started to pour down in huge torrents of wet water exactly like normal rain except way way harder and then the wind started to blow and that also sounded like the scariest wind that they had ever heard in their lives and then to cap it all off thunder and lightning happened A wolf howled outside, the biggest wolf noise that any of them had ever heard. And then the crash of thunder outside to follow, as if the wolf had summoned it from the sky. I don't know about you all, gentlemen, but I'm feeling a tad bit scared in here, Lord Byron said. He was the scaredy cat of the group, despite being a lord. I dare say I might um, get drunk to sort of lessen the nerves. Anyone with me? Bram Stoker was already two beers in, and he wanted to keep partying as well. I'll get drunk with you, Lord Byron, Bram said. They each poured each other beers in a big stein, just like in Germany, which they had all visited earlier uh, that month. I dare say this is good beer, Lord Byron said. He was loving it. Yep, this is the stuff, Bram Stoker said. A wonderful cold beer, fresh from the tap. A German pilsner that was so delightful and crisp, it sort of brought them back to normal a little bit from the spooky setting 
outside. I'll take a beer, Mary Shelley said. When in Rome, or in this instance, when in Lake Geneva. That set them all laughing for 20 seconds. And I'll keep drinking gin, John Palliadori said. He was the drunkest of the group. He didn't drink beer because he thought it didn't get him drunk fast enough. He wanted to get drunk instantly and as quickly as possible, and this was definitely turning in to one of those nights where they would have to put John Palliadori to bed because he was going to get so stinking fucking drunk that he would most likely pass out in front of them. It's still raining outside. Raining horrendously, Bram Stoker said. He was sipping on his beer, but he was taking a little look outside to see the storm chaos that was fully there now, besetting John Palliadori's mansion. I dare say there's nothing to do for us except drink beer, Lord Byron said, and gin in John Palliadori's case. Percy Shelley was the one who had been thinking this whole time. He was sipping a beer, but he also was wondering what these five people could do now that they were sort of shut in for the storm. It didn't look like they were going to be going anywhere that night because the storm was truly, truly set upon them that night. Everyone, everyone, shut up now, Percy Shelley said. They had all been rambunctiously talking about the storm. Shut up, shut up, Bram, shut up. Lord Byron, shut up. John, I know this is your house, but please do shut up for one second because I have something to say. John, outside, before this storm started brewing, you said, why don't we start writing scary stories to be more entertaining and stop the utter shit that we normally write together? Well, I think that's a great idea, and now it's an even better environment for a scary, scary story contest between us five. Oh, that's right, Mary said. You had already proposed writing scary stories. I think this is devilishly perfect for that kind of setting. Don't you fall, Frank? Well, I do as well, Bram said. Why not? Heck, if I don't write something scary, I'm not going to be remembered for anything when I die. So far, I've just written a book about uh, love, and then I've written a poem just about love so far. And I would say not much interest. Mary Shelley agreed. Yeah, everything I've written so far has been either romance and I don't know, just it's not really catching anybody's eye. Well, I dare say that I'll be remembered. I'm Lord Byron, after all, and I've written so many amazing poems and short stories and novels, so there is nothing about my legacy that is questioned at all. Well, that's right. Lord Byron is here to stay, and I'm sure that even 300 years from now, people will always remember what Lord Byron has written. Me. Lord Byron. It was true, and they all knew it. Lord Byron was the most successful out of any of them. He had written something that will last for so many years, and Mary Shelley and Bram Stoker were very embarrassed. This guy 
sitting across from them was an eternal legend and if they didn't do something quickly they would probably be forgotten and spend an entire eternity never making a mark on the world. So it looks like we got an old-fashioned story competition going on here, John Palliadori said. He was drunk, but he was excited about the idea of competing in a scary story contest with his four friends. Well, then I'm the drunkest among you, so I'll go first, John Palliadori said. My story is about a creature, he started. He had no idea where he was going with this. A strange creature that's sort of like a human, but it does a weird thing, he said. And then he took a big dramatic pause because he was stalling. Why, this creature drinks something gross, he said. Lord Byron was waiting for John to finish, and so was Mary Shelley and Bram Stoker, but they were waiting politely because their friend was besotted with alcohol. This creature drinks blood. Byron gasped. Percy gasped. Mary Shelley felt queasy in her stomach, and Bram Stoker laughed. Yeah, this creature drinks human blood, he said, and at that point when he said it, lightning struck down. And this creature drinks blood, and it's dead. That was too much for Mary Shelley. She barfed up all of the beer that she had been drinking. It was an unholy creature. One that was from hell, John said. He was absolutely enthralled by the own, his own creature that he had just invented for the first time in history. It's dead and it's unholy and it drinks blood and when it drinks someone's blood, they also turn into a creature like that, John Palliadori said. And then, after he had finished those words, he was so fully drunk that he passed out. Good night, John. Sleep well, Mary Shelley said. All right, well, I guess it's my turn to think of something scary. What John said was very scary. Some kind of creature that sucks blood and it's uh, from hell. That was awesome. Well, my story's gonna be a bit different. I want to bring back my Dr. Frankenstein character that you all have heard so much about. Lord Byron groaned, and Percy Shelley, Mary's husband, groaned as well. I haven't heard that, Bram Stoker said. What Dr. Frankenstein character? Not again, Lord Byron said. I don't think I can stand much more of this Dr. Frankenstein that you keep talking about. He's not scary at all. He's just a doctor. Yeah, but wait, Mary Shelley said. I didn't tell you everything you need to know about Dr. Frankenstein. He's not just a doctor of medicine, but in his spare time, he does something very spooky. Uh, what does he do spooky? 
Percy said, I've heard about Dr. Frankenstein a hundred times, and he's never done anything spooky when you tell it to me in the past. Percy, come on, wait. I didn't tell you about this because it was too scary what he does. Okay, alright, I'll take your word for it, Percy said, appeasing his wife. I dare say that I have heard a little too much about Dr. Frankenstein as well, Lord Byron said. But I will permit you to finish your story hoping that this doctor gets scarier. But I think it'll be sort of hard to compete with what John Palamore just said. His undead creature will be giving me the creeps for at least a couple days, Lord Byron said. Well, yeah, me too, but... Dr. Frankenstein, down in his basement, did something even scarier than what John Palliadori said. This guy, Dr. Frankenstein, while being beloved in the medical community, Percy groaned, and being the best doctor in the world, Bram Stoker let out a groan, he also had a spooky laboratory downstairs where he did weird Experiments. Now we're talking, Bram Stoker said. Yeah, this sounds awesome, Percy said. And what kind of experiments did he do, wife? Percy said. Well, that's where it gets even scarier, because down in his basement where the creepy, creepy stuff happened, Dr. Frankenstein was working with a dead body. Like a patient that had just died? Percy asked. He was now skeptical of his wife's story. No, not like a patient. This dead body was from a graveyard. Oh my god, Bram Stoker said. Holy shit, Percy said. Yeah, he grabbed a dead body from the graveyard and took it back to his laboratory. Holy shit, Bram Stoker said again. The commotion of everyone being excited about Mary Shelley's story woke John Palliadori up. Now we're talking. This is one of the scariest stories I've ever heard. This beats the shit out of that story I was trying to peddle to you all about that unholy creature. What did Dr. Frankenstein do next with this dead body? I'm glad you asked, Mary Shelley said, suddenly excited by her own creativity in her head as she was telling it. I'll tell you what Dr. Frankenstein did next. He put that corpse from a graveyard into a chair and using electricity, he brought that dead body back to life. Now it was John Palliadori's time to throw up. He was scared so much that vomit erupted out of his little mouth. Unfortunately, no one was able to tell whether it was from his excessive amount of drinking or that he was so spooked by what Mary Shelley was said had said. But it didn't matter. He had still barfed. Well, it looks like I just went from first place to second place, John Palladori said, wiping the vomit from his mouth. And because I puked, I feel like I got a second wind. I puked and rallied. It was true. Vomiting up all the alcohol had given John Palladori a new strength, and he was able to start drinking again. 
and drink again he did. He drank and drank and John Palliadori was soon stinking drunk again. It was now Bram Stoker's turn and he knew it. And he also knew that he was going to have to tell a spine-tingling story in order to one-up what Mary Shelley and John Palliadori had just said. Mine is called Bram Stoker's Dracula, Bram Stoker said. And it's about that same creature that John Palladori was talking about. Yes, yes, Palladori said, cheering Bram on. But he's the leader of those creatures, and his name is Dracula. And he's the one who causes all of those creatures to do those things. He leads them all, and his name's Dracula. John Palladori had never been so frightened. The leader of my creatures. Well, who would have thought that? Well, damn it, Bram Stoker. You just went from fourth place to second place after Mary Shelley's story. Bram Stoker was fine with that as long as he had beaten the titan of terror, John Palliadori. When they looked over at Percy Shelley for him to begin his story, they noticed that he was passed out with barf all over the front of his shirt, another victim to all of the drinking they had done. So then, all three of them, the ones who had told their stories, looked to Lord Byron for him to capitalize on this scary storytelling competition. When they looked over to Lord Byron, they couldn't believe what they saw. Lord Byron had not successfully completed a puke and rally. He just had puked, and now he was passed out as well. Passed out in his beautiful lordly clothing that now had speckles of barf all over them. He did not look like a lord then, but just like a normal person. A normal person that they considered a friend. John Palliadori and Bram Stoker and Mary Shelley knew what they had to do. They instantly wrote down the stories that they had created on parchment paper with beautiful quill pens. And they wrote the stories, The Vampire, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and Bram Stoker's Dracula, all in one night furiously, while Percy Shelley and Lord Byron were stinking drunk and passed out with the barf on them. The next morning, before those two drunkards had even awoken, John Palliadori and Bram Stoker and Mary Shelley had sent their manuscripts to their literary agents, and their books were to be published within the next few months. On that fateful night, no one could have known that those three would be responsible for creating three of horror's most lasting villains. The Frankenstein's monster, vampires, and then Dracula, which was sort of John Palliadori's story, but with a little spin on it, making him the leader of all of them. Who knows what Lord Byron and Percy Shelley could have come up with had they not been so, so drunk. And history will never know. Lord Byron was so embarrassed of his behavior the next morning when he was cleaning his frilly shirt of all the little barf speckles on it, and he committed to himself in that moment that he would never get drunk during the month of October when he was supposed to be getting spooky instead. 
And that was how Lord Byron created Sober October, a tradition that has lasted up until the year 2020. Percy Shelley didn't fare too well at all. Mary Shelley was so embarrassed that he had not created a story on that fateful night after she was rich from her Frankenstein money that she decided to marry Bram Stoker, one of their best friends. And that was when they combined forces and created the best-selling book of all time, Mary Shelley and Bram Stoker present Frankenstein Falls in Love with Dracula. The best book of all time and something that we've all read. The end. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, That's a story where I can't really tell uh, what the fan reaction is going to be, if it's going to be considered one of my worst stories or maybe among the the best. Probably not, you know, the best, but I'm not sure. I can't really predict what you all will think about that. But just know that I tried my hardest to keep you spooked, and I'll keep doing that until October 31st when this podcast ends. And just remember... If you love what you hear, then please, for the love of God, send me money on Venmo. Okay, that's it for today's broadcast. I'll see you tomorrow, and good luck not getting any nightmares tonight.